Welcome to the fucking show. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What up, what up? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. What up, what up? And uh, not much to talk about this week, really just two games but some exciting stuff that we can tease as far as primetime and start talking about with that. And uh, some little Bruins news and notes there and another phenomenal Bobby's Corner that you guys will not want to miss. But before we dive into anything, my brother from another mother, unfortunately not the same mother. What's going on, Brett Howie Howard? Oh, the nickname's popping. All right, here we go. I'm buzzing now. (laughs) You want it to work so bad, so I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a try. I can't get around it, but... Dude, it's so funny because, like, all my friends here, they either call me Bones or Howie. And, like, never anybody or Howard. Nobody ever calls me Brett. So it's so weird when you guys call me Brett because I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's my actual fucking name. And you guys (laughs) are, like, the only ones other than my family that call me Brett. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Trying to trying to dub fucking Marty's trying to call me Timbits. I actually don't mind that. It's kind of fucking funny. But (laughs) I just like I was like, um, you said Howie the other day in like a tweet. I'm like, you like yeah. Howie's corner, or like Howie's thought, whatever you said. Yeah, Howie's breakdown. And I'm like, fuck, like I hate that. Like I can't call. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been calling you Brett for so fucking long now. Mm-hmm. I just like there isn't a lot of Bretts either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a very common name. Yeah, and that's obviously a tough name to like come up with a nickname for. You know, like yeah, it's not like your... Bree. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like your last name helps you out either, too, you know? Dude, I have three first names. My name's Brett Ashton Howard. Like, could you get any more fucking trailer park with that? (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 tough. But it's Newfie. Newfie. Yeah, not many nicknames uh, with that. It's better than my last name. So, like, Howard's my dad's last name, obviously. But I was born a Woodford. So, like, Brett Woodford, that just doesn't roll off the tongue at all. Brett Woodford. Woody, Woody, yeah, that's not bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we can't say that, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, just another week, another mm-hmm. uh, up and down week for the Bruins. Um, fuck, man, I it's just I don't even know, like it. Just sucks because it, we're in the middle of the season. We're what thirty games, twenty nine games into the season, and or maybe even twenty eight as we're uh, recording right now. And we really don't have much to talk about. Uh, obviously, we got the Zaboro news that we'll dive into shortly. We have two games to really talk about. Uh, but before we d- 
dive into those games because one game's kind of well, well, it's kind of relevant to a game, anyways. Last night's game, Wednesday night's game against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you did a live stream for prime time. You 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 put it together. You did the artwork. You held. Uh, you basically held down the fort for our first ever prime time live stream. I, I checked in for a little bit. I've been under the weather this week, so I wasn't able to join. But um, we will be having one Friday night. Tonight, as you're listening, I'll be there fucking half in the bag. I'm getting after. I got to play catch up. So, but <laughs> you, uh, you did a great job with that. I, ch- I, I was checking in, in and out. Um, you, you had Tommy there for a lot of the time. Uh, Ace hopped in. Marty hopped in. Did anyone else hop in? Uh, Bobby, Bobby, and Ian helped close it out for a little oh, after hours. Yeah. Bobby hopped in on the third, and then Ian hopped on after. And it, there was like. F- seven people in at the end and it got a little it got a little crazy once bobby oh, yeah, came that, on <laughs> the, the that, doors open there <laughs> holy shit seven people damn yeah so we were doing uh the, bobby's like wait can i say this and i'm looking at the viewers i'm like there's only fucking seven of us in here i was like go for it bobby <laughs> yeah <laughs> like go off buddy do whatever you gotta do say whatever you gotta say you know the floor is always open for him but yeah man it was unbelievable like i know me and you have talked about doing live streams like this for a while like we've we've done a couple different ones like we did one with ace at the trade deadline where we broke the hathaway orloff trade that was really fun and then we did one or you were on for a little bit recording session wasn't it was it oh me and ace last night thought it was during a live stream so we were probably wrong I, I could be wrong. Who the fuck knows? Cause, yeah, because he said we broke the news live, and I couldn't remember, so I just rolled with it. But whatever. We're liars. We're scumbags. We already knew this. But <laughs> All right, no one to you. Let's just roll with yeah. it. Yeah. But like I said, like I, I did that, that the what was it, the, the free agency one where we signed fucking only JVR and geeky on the day of but i I trooped it out for nine hours and you know i i genuinely do love doing the live streams because uh we've got a really good fan base and we interact with a lot of our uh peers and uh friends online that support our show and our network so um yeah this has been in the works for a while like i didn't really have a home base so we kind of just put it on pause for a bit yeah, and we kind of just—I don't know—we just we had our meeting at prime time and uh, a, a players meeting, closed door meeting, and uh, we kind of just we we thought maybe this is the time to just go with it, and we saw great reception um across the network. Uh, shout out to everybody that shared. Shout out, like you said earlier, everybody that hopped in and uh, took time out of their day to you know sit with me and talk hockey. It was awesome to get Tommy's perspective because he's kind of like a a devil's. Uh, um what would you call him like kind of like a devil's fan i guess like you know he had the podcast yeah he goes between really both i he's got great knowledge of the whole nhl too i mean Mm -hmm. he's he's kind of a southern boy living in the Carolina. i forget if it was north or south carolina where he's yeah (laughs) and um i think his dad's a big devil's fan that's what he was saying last night so that's how he inherited it yeah I thought, yeah okay so that makes sense um yeah no, I, I thought it's kind of cool just like to have someone from ptp kind of have like a i mean he, he i don't know if he had a gun to his head i'm assuming he was really cheering for the bruins last night but yeah yeah um he uh yeah he he was cheering like both teams are his team uh which fuck that i wish i had a 
I wish I had something like that. Like, cause mm-hmm. obviously the Bruins last year, that was a bummer, but I wish I had like a team to kind of like, I, I shouldn't Keep say bandwagon. He cheers for both. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a Western conference team or something. Yeah. I know you like the Ottawa senators and stuff, but you don't, I, I wouldn't say you're as much of a fan like them as Tommy is to the New Jersey devils. I just appreciate Ottawa because, like, it's a nice drive up there. Cheap tickets to go see the Bruins. It's, you know, people shit on the arena, but, like, I stay in Ottawa and I'll go over to Canada to go see the game. And, yeah, it sucks getting out of that, in and out of that building, but the fans are great there. They're not, like, dirtbag Red Wings fans or, like, Buffalo fans or anything like that. You know, like, at the end of the game, I've said this before, win or lose, you're high-fiving each other. Great game. They love fucking pasta and, you know, Bergeron's from around the area, so they've always respected him and so i kind of have ottawa a little bit but i've been loving the yotes ever since i went and saw them in arizona years and years and years ago i've always wanted them to succeed so they're kind of my west team but like you said i don't really have one that's ever been in the playoffs so i am kind of jealous of that too i know people shit on it like i think it gets out of control when you have like six teams you know what i mean like one in every division that's when it's like okay pick a fucking team at that point but um yeah it was awesome to have tommy on he had great knowledge also me and tommy are like analytic hockey nerds right so it was nice to like bounce a little bit of that off before we just started like talking strictly puck you know what i mean yeah no that that was cool to see because um tommy brought some good numbers to the table uh because i was able majority of what i caught was uh pre-game and Mm -hmm. You and Tommy just kind of like instant chemistry did a great job together. Um, And you guys brought a lot to the table. And then I was kind of in and out during the game because I had to watch the game on my laptop because I had to illegally stream it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Shout out to the NHL. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to football for sucking ass. I have the fucking sports package, but it doesn't come with TNT. I'm Mm -hmm. not fucking paying money to watch tnt for one night i don't know it's just like and it sucks because we're 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 like a original six one of the most you know what i mean like you think of franchises that get those wednesday night tnt games it's very much you know your edmontons your torontos your bostons your detroit like teams that'll pull those numbers in right so unfortunately we do get our fair share of tnt games i don't mind the broadcast as much as some people but i felt like it was a great opportunity to kick it off because like you said like you brought it up to me you were like let's just fucking go tonight get see if tommy wants to come on he's the devil's guy like you know what i mean like and it was a great idea because a lot of people don't fucking like tnt so pre-game and post-game show and even in the intermissions there's a lot of people like like our overall viewers were over 750 so it was a great turnout i appreciate everyone that came out um if you missed it i know a lot of people like Wednesday night, right? You got to go to bed and get ready for work the next day. So I know, like I was talking to Army and he was like, man, I couldn't stay the whole time, but that was fucking awesome. Can't wait to see the next one. Like you got people on the network being like, when can I do mine? Can we do a different sport? So like I said, it got great reception. Um, We worked our fucking ass off to finally pull the trigger on this thing. And I'm just so happy the product was as good as the vision that we had for it, right? Yeah, no, it, it was nice how it, the how the turnout was. A lot of people in and out. That was definitely encouraging to see. Um, Shout out memes, man. He was hard. pumping that shit hard on the timeline for us. The non-company okay, what, guy. What a beauty! Fucking half in the bag, yeah. courtesy of my ties. Just having fun. <laughs> yeah. With <it>. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. 
Um, that scumbag no. Sullivan fucking didn't show up, so he's on my shit list right now. <laughs> Only you can see my face right now, but this is my shocked face. Yes, my expression did not change at all. <laughs> um, scumbag no. Sullivan. We got to chirp him once a pod. It's a thing now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's probably the easiest person to make fun of. <laughs> but... It, and it behind the scenes, time. too, I want to give Melly a shout out. He fucking was at work, working his ass off and also dealing with me all day, trying to get all that stuff set up behind the scenes. So shout out Melly, boy. No, that, it, Mel's been a fucking workhorse for us. So it's like, mm. it's, that's been a breath of fresh air, too. Like, I'm trying to think of like where to really start. The game was kind of boring. If we're going to go to the Devil's Game first, it was yeah, kind of boring. Game, it was so fucking boring. Granted, I've been sick all week. It was so fucking boring. It, it put me to sleep in the second period. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's yeah. just like, I don't know, man. Like, come on. Like, the Bruins looked good to start off the game. I can't really speak on the second half or the third period, but it sounds like the Bruins came out flat to start the third. But I don't know, man. It was just... Yeah, but like that's when you rally next man up. Like Geeky yeah. was phenomenal last night, right? He, and he gets mm-hmm. that goal for us. But then it's just like, all right, well, next man up. Like, uh, like we need it can't just be geeky. We need like Marshy to do a little bit more pasta. I mean, he finished the night with like seven shots on net. So it's like that's that's the kind of stuff you should want to see. Um mm-hmm. those guys put the pressure on, put lots of pucks on net. Cause I know you and Tommy were talking about it in the uh in the pregame show uh, as part as as part of the pregame you guys were talking about just finding ways to get pucks on net really trusting really testing Vanacek and you got the first goal of the game and for majority of the game when did they score in the third uh devils to tie it up uh, I don't remember it was a little later hold on let me look at my phone real quick do something left in the game I can't honestly I'm trying to there's so I was talking so much last night. Um let me look real quick. Where do you oh schedule? Fucking piece of shit. This new app sucks, man. Is it the NHL? Um yeah, they scored with no it's it was two minutes into the third, right? Because that's how they do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Because that's how they do it, right? Yeah, I think so. It says 2.34 third. So it was either two minutes into the third or two minutes and 34 seconds left. I can't. I, they're, this app fucking sucks so much now. The NHL app. I don't know why they fucked it up this badly. It's so hard to deal with. I don't understand. Yeah, that's. um. Yeah, I, they just can't get out of their own fucking way. But that's a different that's story a for a different yeah, 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 no shit. Get over to uh, drop the mitts for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, that like it seemed like Swayman was uh he was really good last night. Didn't get much help in front of him. It, I thought he was gonna steal it. Me too. I mean scoreless second period. The Bruins are you know, at least through two periods are playing good enough hockey to keep them up uh up in the game. And you're down one of your top centermen. You're you're down your best defenseman, and uh, Swayman's back after being uh, after dealing with an illness. And 
you thought maybe it's one of those games they would rather and granted they still got a point out of it and uh good like the i guess the good thing about playoff or overtime in the playoffs it doesn't go to three on three right away yeah it's five on five and because holy shit man the bruins have looked so bad in overtime um oh yeah but it, it, not, before we even get to the overtime, it's just like it's it's frustrating to see how the team plays played in front of Swayman last night. It kind of brings back memories of like how Tuka Rask would be in net and how the team would play in front of him when he was in mm-hmm. net. Like it, it was just like like Halak would be in net and they would win fucking six to two. Then Tuka Rask is in net and it's a one one game like the whole goddamn game till mm-hmm. overtime or whatever. And then. I mean, you remember the days when we'd go to a bunch of shootouts, lose every goddamn shootout. Yeah, but I mean, that trend has kind of gone away. We haven't gone to many shootouts, and when we do go to shoot shootouts as of lately, we tend to at least be in them and win some. Mm-hmm. Well, it's but, the dynamic duo of Coil and DeBrusque. They're fucking shootout merchants, you know. Like they just yeah. have those. The, Coil goes five hole and JD does his little pull drag top shelf every fucking time. It's like watching who is that? Who is that guy that used to do that? Somebody's gonna tweet at us tomorrow about it. There was a guy in the NHL at one point. The name is almost just right there. But anyways, he used to just be like a shootout merchant. Remember, he'd go low blocker every shot, and it was like eight fucking shootouts in a row. He went low blocker. Every goalie knew he was going to do it and it still goes in anyways. And that's just that thing that JD has is the deception. But um, yeah, you know, you're not going to beat the New Jersey Devils in overtime with the fucking, it's like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I was saying on the live stream last night, it doesn't even look like Hughes is skating. He just glides a hundred miles an hour out there. It makes yeah. no fucking sense at all. Like as someone who played hockey, I don't understand how he's so fucking fast. Cause it's like, he's never moving his legs. No, he, I remember there was one play last night where he kind of uh, cut across the middle in the ozone. He kind of went from one face off dot to the other or towards that way. And it was so quick and the way he even moved like, horizontally like was just, yeah that side the 10 and 2 where they yeah, do that like side stuff it's like what the fuck no, is that <laughs> it was so it was so goddamn quick it's i mean a lot obviously a lot has changed with the game with the speed and um the equipment and everything because i i growing up obviously you didn't see a lot so even going back to like the 2011 bruins i mean you didn't see oh, yeah. you didn't have a player like that on the team i mean I remember when like the Bruins had Phil Kessel. It's like, holy shit, this guy's fucking fast, and he's got a shot. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. uh, the Bruins have never really – I mean, I guess one Even of their – Sagan at, at early in his career was fucking – Oh, yeah, Sagan. Andres, yeah. He would fly around too. But that – that like what, 2012, 2013? Like, you know what I mean? That's when you started seeing that those – like you didn't see Marshawn starting to do his like stop and start – turn you know that stuff he does now where he like bing 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 goes the other way you didn't see him starting to do that to like 2015 2016 when like him and crosby started working out together and stuff yeah yeah and in his edge work was so good so mm. good i mean he could stop on a dime and fucking be 10 miles an hour 15 miles an hour the other way within the snap of your fingers it was it was crazy and fun to watch and then i think Obviously, this is off topic, but I think that was one of our worries when 
he was coming back from that hip surgery because I mean mm-hmm. that that is his game right there, right? As especially as an yeah. undersized player. But so I mean, going into the season, right? Like we knew there were going to be ups and downs. The start that the Bruins had was obviously a nice surprise, uh, and you kind of needed it too. You you definitely needed it for rough patches like this. Like yes, you got the point last night, but that that's a game that you probably should have won. Uh, mm-hmm. at least if you started off the third period the right way, that's a game you should have won. You knew scoring was going to be a problem at times because, I mean, outside of pasta, like, yeah, Marshy got hot as of lately, but he's gone, he's been in little droughts here and there over the last few seasons and with no Bergeron. DeBrusque really struggling to find the back of the net. His game's been solid, his game's been good enough for, for my liking, at least. But at some point, you do have to start putting the puck in the back of the net. Uh, the only good thing is, I mean, if the Bruins do decide to keep him, is that that dollar value just keeps going down and down and down. Oh, yeah. and, um, but you, yeah, re- like, that was real quick. Before, yeah. Okay. Sorry. 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 Go. No, I was just going to say, like, that was one of my worries going into the season, which uh, a, a mm-hmm. lot of people probably thought the same thing is what was DeBrus going to look like, too, without Bergeron and being anchored with two future hall of famers right i mean i don't know mm-hmm. about i don't know about marcia yet but definitely bergy mm-hmm. and that's it like i asked the fellows on the live stream last night like what's the number like let's take years out of it because like that just you know complicates thing but like say if you were gonna sign him to a one-year contract let's just say what's the yep. number he's at today for you because like the number changes when you do the years because that they they go for an overall number and then it gets broken up right but like yeah. as as you see him today like I, for instance I'd be okay with 4 million because what if he scores That's 35 next year say. you know what I, I mean like he's four, yeah no I know and then he scores even if he scores 25 or 30 that contract is steal because of what he's able to do when he's away from the puck too because he mm-hmm. he does look engaged this year he's he makes he players is around him better yeah and he's and he's struggling to find the back of the net but other than that like his game has been good enough and um he's the taylor hall of this year yeah no i know like like all swedish no finish yeah yeah maybe we should fucking yeah maybe we should bring we maybe we should have brought in jesse pool to get him some finish there (laughs) yeah 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 uh no it's it's that that's what's always been frustrating about his game, right? But in the pa- in past years, when he's been struggling to find the back of the net, he 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 looks disengaged. He the second effort isn't there. The strong parts of his game kind of faded out, but that's not the case this year. I feel like, right? Like I feel like, yes, he's been snake bin. Yes, he can't find the back of the net. Yeah, I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but he can drive the net he can open ice for other players his forechecking has been good yeah it's his speed stick in the lane penalty killing his pk like everything's been good if not great like better than last year if you look at analytics better than last year away from the puck which is crazy yep and I, it looks like that's something he worked on and maybe he's just a little bit more comfortable with this year as he's starting to become one of the veterans in the league and he knows it's uh, he knows it's his payday's coming up so it's like i'm sure 
like he scored a goal, what was it, a few weeks ago, whatever. It's like, all right, DeBrusque scored, uh, opened the floodgates, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like us with Shell. Uh, open the floodgates, <laughs> baby. And here comes 10 goals in the next 15 games from DeBrusque. Nope. Yeah. Haven't seen that yet. So now you're, so, so now we're all fucking sitting here watching these games night in and night out, wondering when that's going to happen because he's always been a streaky player. Um, and yeah, you, you, you like to think that it just takes one for, uh, for a lot of players too, but it, it will just take one for him to, I mean, you saw with Marshy, right? He got a goal. Mm-hmm. Then he gets a five in a row game. for us. Yeah. So it's like, thing, you know, things like that. It's like, uh, that's what you want to see, see. And you kind of expect from him because he is a good hockey player. So I know we're going to get to the injuries later because they got put on injured reserve, which I don't know if that's being on the road or if that's the injuries are worse than they thought they were. But we'll get to that later. Well, I'm assuming they're when- retro. No, they put them on IR so that they could open up the roster spot. They're still paying them against the cap. So it's not LTIR like Forbert. But yeah, but so if they, you go on IR, do you have to stay on there a certain amount of time? No, that's just LTIR. You can okay, take people. Yeah. Yeah. So and the like what I was gonna ask is like I like he looked great with pasta last night. Like that and pasta was fucking gripping the stick so hard. Like he probably should have had like four goals last night. And that happens sometimes being a superstar, you know. Sometimes it's just not your night and the puck doesn't find the back of the net. But I loved his game with pasta last night. And I and I think like when Zaka comes back, I think you leave JD, Zaka, and Pasta together. And I think you try and make that work for now. You know what I want to say? I and I agree with that, right? Like I th- I think DeBrusque is the kind of guy that needs consistency. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he just needs to know what it, and I get it. Like there's had there's been some unwarranted, I shouldn't say unwarranted, but some no, I, I can say that early, at least early on in the season. There were a lot of unwarranted line shuffling. Bruins would mm-hmm. win a game five to one, five to two, right? And then the next game, totally different lines with the same exact guys in the lineup. It's like, all right, what are we doing here, Monty? I get it. it's 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 early on in the season. You have that luxury to do so, but it's like, I don't know, man. Maybe you have something there, so just stick with it. But mm-hmm. uh fuck, I forget where I was going with. Oh, so one one thing I do want to see see from the Bruins is Although I did like the line last night that Potro was centering, but I I did want to see mm-hmm. him get some shifts with Pasternak though. See what it, like Potro? He did yeah. in the second. He did in the second. Okay. It was yeah, it was uh, yeah. No, it was uh, JD Potra. He's uh, Monty swapped Potra and Geeky a couple different times. They scored the goal with Geeky on the line, and holy shit, Geeky's looked great after his injury. Man, this guy is just he really. And like the goal somebody, scored, oh my god, that's like the, sorry to cut you off, but the goal he scored yeah. last night, it's like you expect at least fifteen of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right? it was like hard to the. It was a playoff goal, hard to the net, yeah. wrap it around the goalie, pretty much standing in the blue paint, like a vet, uh, not vet, um, old school Rick Nash goal. You know, just standing there, boom, wraps it around the goalie. Yeah. And you love to see that. And he was buzzing, man. Like his, his defensive stick. I can't believe Seattle didn't give him a contract. I'm still fucking shocked by that. Like I, he, I he don't understand. Too. Yeah. It makes no, it made no, all they had to do was qualify him and just sit and wait for him to sign something. So I, 
that one makes no sense, but Seattle's kind of in shambles right now. Um, and just in total, but yeah, it was nice to see geeky play a good game. Um, uh, to be honest, man, the line I really liked was the fucking JVR Patra Heinen line. Cause JVR and Patra, like they hold onto the puck. Right. And like, it was nice to see you, you, you felt the veteran presence with Patra and like, yes, JD is a veteran, but I don't, I'm starting to wonder if putting JD with Patra is, is kind of slowing his game down a bit scoring wise. Cause he's trying to set this kid up. He's trying to help this kid out. Right. Like, and you got JVR, who's been one of our, you know, most consistent players this season. What a fucking signing. And I just I just think maybe he's better suited for a third-line uh, mentor role, um, especially when Zaka comes back and you can get a little more jump out of JD. Like, think about how fast that line... I know we've seen it at times, but not long enough. Like, Zaka and DeBrus going in a straight line. That's a fast fucking line. And even Pasternak's gotten a lot faster over the years. So, like, yeah. I'd like to see that line stay together when Zaka comes back, but... I don't know. It's just kind of a weird limbo right now. Like I'm just I'm looking at the Bruins' last game, ten game record. They're five, four, and one with twenty eight goals, four and thirty against. You know what I mean? Like that's not yeah. winning hockey. <laughs> you can't no. can't be rolling. And and we've talked about this many times. Like this is where you want to have these lulls. This is where you want to. You don't want to have a march like last year. You don't. You know injuries are going to happen no matter what time of the year it is. But like I've, I was saying on the live stream last night, like I kind of consider this time before January into Christmas, like the first dog days of the season. Cause like you get the dog days of the season where, especially last year in March, where we like, no matter what happened after the trade line deadline, we could lost every game and we still would have been in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And this year you're kind of seeing more of that, like, okay, well, there's holes in this roster. There's things like the goalies have definitely bailed them out from time to, well, not definitely. The goalies have bailed them out from time to time. And that's why you invested the money in these two goalies because that's the best tandem in the league. And you were going to need help defensively because you might not put the puck in the net as much this year. Well, that kind of brings me to this topic because I I was going to bring it up tomorrow, but it's I, I do want to talk about it a little bit because – Teaser alert, we potentially have the empty netter pod boys coming on mm-hmm. uh the live stream Friday night to uh watch a period or two with us and uh talk some Bruins hockey because some of the you know they're like kind of loose Bruins fans and they mm-hmm. put out a tweet last night uh basically saying is it time and, and they kind of retracted since then too because they were like all right like it was a little dramatic of our us to say uh frauds but is it time to say like the bruins are frauds whatever and but they also added like the bait getting bailed out by the goalies in the tweet right well yeah and it was a run-on tweet yeah yes that's where that's what i meant to say and that's where i was going to go with this where that's where obviously the i i guess kind of contradicting yourself right because you're, you're you're saying this about the bruins but you you're also saying you have this the best goalie tandem in the league, so mm-hmm. that doesn't really make them frauds, right? Like if if you asked every Bruins fan, put them up to a lie detector and said, "Hey, did you guys expect to be first place and have this kind of start of the season?" 
And and if any of them said yes, they would 100% be lying off the fucking mm-hmm. charts, right? Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we expected this team to surprise us. And um, I think we had them two, three, right? Two, yes. three, somewhere in there. I think you had them three. I had them two or swap, whichever. Mm-hmm. I know I know neither of us had them as a wild card team because we were both saying before the season started, like this team could surprise some teams because you do have the goalie tandem. And you got strong uh, D. And you got uh, the so, step ups from Zaka and Coyle that you needed. Yeah, right? and you have one of the best goal scorers in the fucking game right now. Yeah, so you got Marshy fully healthy. You have one of the best defensemen in the league, and two of the best goalies in the fucking league. So it's like, and like, and then even on top of that, you could go down Lindholm and Carlos, probably one of the best shutdown pairs in the league. Like maybe not analytically, but like eye test, they look pretty fucking good out there. Well, I mean. I did not expect Carlo to be this good and this consistent this year. I did expect him to be this good at times, but I mean, it's we're 27 games into the season. He's been our best defenseman all season long so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't like, had one note, maybe one game where he's off. You know what I mean? That you don't even yeah, re- realize. Yeah. Cause well, you which, noticed I mean, him. Yeah, that was the, the difference. Other, <laughs> the other night, what was it? And my, I forget which game it was. Uh, I don't I know it was, if, the Buffalo but, game. It was the night we recorded on my birthday. I'm pretty sure that but, Buffalo game, him and Lind- Lindholm had a tough night that night. Well, one one of the games, he played seven and a half minutes of PK time. One oh, game. that was the Arizona was game. Buffalo, Arizona? Okay, yeah. I think so. And we still came out 5-3 win. And Arizona's power play, holy shit, those kids are buzzing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy. <laughs> but no, Dude, that, watching them like, pass the puck around was like watching college hockey. You know, yeah, they're they're a fun team to watch. They're surprising a lot of teams, which which makes it fun. Yeah. Um, it's for for many years. I mean, even dating back to last year, they I remember that was the home opener uh, for the mm-hmm. Bruins last year. I was at that game and we just dummied them. But no. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say the Bruins are fraud. I, I would say they're overachieving right now, but not by much. I mm-hmm. think what you're seeing as a late is kind of what you expected for midseason blues kind of thing. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, you, you got Patra who's potentially getting tired at times. You got Beecher who's actually been playing phenomenal. I mean, he hasn't looked like a rookie too much out there this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You got injuries to deal with, obviously all that. Every team, not making excuses, but every team has that. To but deal the with. rookies are hitting a wall. They have the past. No, they, they, they definitely are. I mean, especially yeah. Potra, they need right? the Christmas break. They need the Christmas Potra, break. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I did think Patra was pretty good last night, though, from what I saw. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw Great bounce back game. Yeah. And um, I think Ace was reading at the end of the night. I think he was our third best forward. Do you know who our best was analytically? No, uh, Heinen. Oh, yes, I did see that. Hi, yeah. I, dude, what a sign. Man. Like, like shit, yeah, hey, snaps for Heino just sitting around waiting for a chance and just it relished. The second he yeah. got the opportunity. And he's getting his playing time. He's been phenomenal. He's been one of our best forwards. Like, he, like he if loves- he's on your fourth line going into the playoffs, I'm, I feel pretty good about the playoffs. You know what I mean? I mean like with our goaltending. I would, I would say even third line, but like I would still feel just, pretty good. You, with the you way know, it's funny because everyone's like bridge year, bridge year. And yes, it is. But you know, Don Sweeney and the organization is not, they're going to go by on the deadline, whether it's big or not. You know what I mean? Like they, they can't help themselves with that. Like they might not pay first for somebody this year, but they'll probably go get some middle six guy. 
Well, because from what you've seen from the team 27 games into the season so far, how do you kind of sit on your hands at the trade deadline, right? Like, how do you not make any calls, flirt with some ideas? Um, because, I mean, we've brought up Eberle, uh numerous times on this pod how he could be a great get. It's just depending on the asking price and if mm-hmm. Seattle wants to uh, go separate ways with him because um, – they're not things aren't looking too good in Seattle right now after being a playoff team last year. But I going back to that empty netters tweet, like mm-hmm. I like it, it triggered a lot of uh oh, it, yeah. it triggered a lot of bruins. <laughs> which I, I didn't take the bait for it, but I, I I got a good chuckle out of it. I disagreed with it. Um mm-hmm. Say that frauds is the wrong term, but to say that they're overachieving right now or at this point throughout the season, yes, 100%. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, you got some surprising play out of Patra at the beginning of the season that really helped you catapult to first place and go on this winning streak and be this dominant team. And then the goalies kind of hit a riffraff and the team started to kind of take a step back because you're dealing with injuries now. Uh, Allmark had a few rough games, even Swayman did. And, um, again, got the, the all these guys are human, you kind of expect that. You can't expect, I think he was sick before of, he do it, you know. Yeah, uh, Probably. yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, but no. So, I and then go going forward to the trade deadline or even before, which, which this is one of many reasons why I want to see if they are going to make a move. I want to see it before the trade deadline, something like in January, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pushed back to March this year. eh? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been March. March 3rd. Years, so. Yeah. It, um, but yeah, so even beginning of February, right? Because you, like the earlier you make a trade, the cheaper they are essentially, or that's been the trend over the last few years. Um, I I wouldn't want to wait till trade deadline day and compete with all these other teams who have way more assets to offer up. Uh, I am not in the business of trading away a first round pick this year. Or Lysel or Lori. Keep them. Those are my two keepers. I'm okay with getting rid of guys like uh, Merkulov. uh, Mm -hmm. It's free money. Um. Yeah. Uh, and I, even I, I, bussy I, to an extent. Like I wouldn't. Uh, see, I wouldn't be opposed to letting go of him because Swayman's our guy of the future, right? And and you got Di Pietro's playing pretty good down there in Providence. Like the it, it could have they could have some trade value, and who knows? Maybe Allmark would be like, "Yeah, I want to stay. I'll 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 take a lesser deal." Right? He's a little. He's getting a little bit older unless he wants another big payday. But, I mean, he seems like a pretty humble guy. Maybe he just really likes it here. I mean, you've seen some of his interviews, too. He loves playing with Swayman. He loves being a Boston Bruin. He loves raising his family here. So Him and Billy Bob are on a really good page now, too. Yeah, like may, maybe he just wants to come back for cheap money. Like They fixed his knees. He, I don't know if you can bring him back for $5 million a year, but, I mean, you still... You, yeah, but in today's day and age, is it crazy no, to pay ten million? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. I was just thinking out loud. For some reason, for a quick second, I thought he was a free agent at the end of this year. He's not. He no, still one, has one. Yeah, one more. Yeah, and like, like you said too. Like, is it? Or I was about to say, is it crazy to pay ten million dollars for goalies anymore? Like, if you like, what you're saying, like, say he takes four million and Swayman takes six, 
it's not that crazy in the NHL That's anymore. A great fucking deal. You still have the best tandem in the league. Yeah. And like, even if he takes and, five and Swayman takes six, like, that's not that crazy. No, it's because the salary, by that time, the salary cap will be rising, right? Like, probably, yeah. Probably 90, above 90 million by then. So, like, going into this offseason, you still have Allmark. Say right now, you'd probably maybe Swayman get six times six right now, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. six times eight. I don't know what you're like looking <laughs> looking at. Maybe he wants a six times three kind of deal and then get another payday after that. Who knows where his head's at? But you pay a guy like Allmark cheap money. He I mean, even even if it's eleven million total between those two guys, uh, like what's what's uh fucking Carlson makes eleven million on Pittsburgh alone. Like, yeah, you know what and- I mean? And like, is getting 10 and a half. Yeah, and then uh, fucking what's his nuts? He's getting 4.5. Yeah, so like things could be much worse. And you're very fortunate enough to be in the position you are because goaltending has been a strong suit for the Boston Bruins for many, many years. But for some reason, this fan base hates our goaltending. Well, obviously, they love our goaltending now. But like, obviously, you remember all the hate that Tuka Rask used to get. It's like, all right, what, like, what are we doing? This guy literally dragged us to game seven in the Stanley cup, but yeah, let's all fucking blame it on him. I mean, I know I'm well, bringing up past shit. No, but it's, dude, it's a great, you just got my mind going. Fucking Tuka was making seven to 7.5 and Halak was making 3.75 when he first came in. That's over 10 million. You know what I mean? Like that was then when the cap was what? 80 million. You know what I mean? Like and that's it, what it, everyone was saying. Uh, they're crazy uh, for Rask doing that. Over, yeah, and they were saying Rask was overpaid. Like, dude, he's one oh, of the yeah. best goaltenders yeah. in the league. A lot he of people the third got best save percentage of all time. <laughs> and a lot of people got mad though because they didn't want to play fucking sixty-five games a season. Like, if, it if burned out his have, career. If, if yeah, and if you want a long playoff run, like. That and he tells you this is what he needs to be the best that he can be. You you do that. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, you're paying that much. You would like to see him play a few more games, but I don't want him to pay play that many regular season games just to shit the bed in in, in the playoffs, right? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like what what is like? Look at Vasilevsky. His hips are fucked. You know what I mean? Like that's a guy who's been playing seventy games a year, like Broder used to back he in the day. He already had back like, surgery the earlier or in the off season, mm-hmm. so you're it's like to see the wear and tear on him. He's making nine million a year. They can't. They're cap strapped because of that. Like you know what I mean? He deserves it. Don't get me wrong. He won them two Stanley Cups oh, yeah. in a row, but it, you got to do it at that <laughs> point. But it it it's just. I don't, the, the the real test is if you play both in the playoffs this year. If it doesn't fucking work, then okay, go back to the drawing board. I understand the hate. Like then maybe look at trading Allmark. But if it fucking works, man, and you go far in the playoffs with two goalies, I have no. I I, I was a big. I'm I hand up. I was a big fucking trade Allmark guy in the offseason. You know that it's documented on this fucking podcast because yeah. I thought. I was trying to go the, the Toronto route, outscore everybody, you know, keep Taylor Hall. But clearly, like, fuck, uh, poor Taylor Hall, man. Fucking guy can't catch a break. He's out for the rest yeah, of the season no again. Shit. Like, what a career. What, he's got to be one of those guys that, like, could have had 
such a great career but was riddled with injuries and shitty contracts and shitty trade like you know what i mean like the rick nash kind of of his era where it's just yeah. like he couldn't you know like stay healthy enough to win the the thing and and then even last year he goes sicko mode on one leg in the playoffs and the team you know what i mean like as like i was talking on the live stream last night like People were talking like uh, somebody recently said to me on Twitter, I can't believe we traded Jake DeBrusque for a Stanley Cup. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, Bruce Cassidy got the Stanley Cup. So we traded Jake DeBrusque for a Stanley Cup. I was like, Bruce Cassidy might have never won a fucking Stanley Cup here. That's not how you look at this situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a horrible you know, way to look at this. Yeah. I, and I hate that because, like, it, it, it was more than just DeBrusque. The, he lost the locker room. It wasn't just mm. DeBrusque. I mean, Look I don't want to Heinen. He got him shipped out of town because he wanted a bigger body, and we brought in Nick Ritchie. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that was a horrible trade when you look back on it. Now we got Heinen at 700 fucking K, killing it. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about before we shoot over to Bobby's Corner? I know we'll get into Oh, the real, real quick, now. just because we were talking about Patra, and I don't think he's going to get brought up again because... Uh, uh, like I, I, I'll just go on the Pacha thing real quick because I talked about it on the live stream. I really do think that Montgomery and him had a miscommunication on that third period goal. Um, how he was sat in the third period of that Arizona game where we we went down Zaka and they essentially played two centermen for the rest of the game, which was Geeky and Coyle, and it ended up working because you rode your horses for that game. But um, it kind of seemed like. They had a good talk, you know, like Pot Potsy's back smiling, uh, joking around at the rink again, all that fun stuff. But he's not going to the World Juniors, right? Like, I don't know if you saw this. It got brought up on the yeah. live stream last night. You see that tweet? The Team Canada's already chosen, cho chosen, chosen their World Juniors roster, and they left two spots open for Zach Benson, who was on uh, Drop the Mitts podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go listen. It's a great episode over... Uh, 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 Davis. I don't know if it was Davis and Sully at the time. I think so. Um, yeah. but that was great. But they're holding two spots for Benson and Patra. What do you think about that? They've already Fuck. chosen the roster, and like the states haven't even made their first Benson cuts. <laughs> I wouldn't be I surprised wouldn't if Benson goes. But Patra, I mean, the Bruins are in a position where they can't afford to send Patra over there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, can't. he would he look can't so really good. He would look he would so look good in that Team Canada jersey, though. But, Come on. <laughs> but, like, you can't, you can't, because you risk injury. And then what? You got to deal with fucking it's 12 games, too. Around. 12 games he'd miss of the Bruins. That's that's too much, man. The only way Pivotal I see them doing year. it, the only way I see them doing it is if they sign a free agent, which is, I who's who's the first guy you think of? Phil Kessel? You know what I mean? I don't think that's the option you go with. Oh, but no. I, or if they're like, he needs a break, let's go send him be with some kids his own age. But like, I just, like you said, with Zaka's situation so up in the air, like 12 games is a long fucking time in the NHL. Yeah. No, it is. And he's playing and then, top six minutes. Ish. Well, he was. Well, last night, last night he did. Not he was, night, he hasn't yeah, yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he looked pretty good last night. Um, Kind of getting back into a rhythm, it almost felt like. But no, I I can't see that happening. They'd I can't see the Bruins. Yeah, I can see I can see Buffalo letting that happen because I mean their season's basically in the can. And I guess but... I I read too that they're getting Greenway and Tuck back, 
So it kind of makes sense for them. Yeah. Send yeah, the I mean, kid, let him go yeah. have fun, tear it up. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about it real quick because I figured we weren't going to bring the money thing up, but I, we talked about it on the live stream last night. And I know everyone obviously that listens to this, maybe not have made it. Um, and maybe not have even heard that this was a possibility. So I just wanted to bring it up real quick before we shoot it over to the Canadian man himself. The uh, the man, the myth, the tripod, Bobby Baruski. Yeah, we're going to shoot over to Bobby's corner. Treat you folks to that soothing voice of Mr. Bruski himself. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruski. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions and Only Bruins. What is going on? It's Friday, baby. We got the Islanders tonight. We've got a primetime preview tonight. And if you really want to stick around, crush some cold ones with me. We've got Joe Bob Briggs' last drive-in tonight as well. That's right, Joe Bob's Creepy Christmas. This is a free ad for my guy, Joe and Diane, the male girl. I can't wait to crush some cold ones. Go on a live stream with you all and uh, watch some horror movies on the side. Love it. <sighs> kind of a rough go since we last chatted, eh? I mean, dropping a 3-1 to one loss to the Buffalo Sabres. I rewatched that game on the Friday morning, and I gotta tell you, Buffalo is just a fast team. Fast and in your face, but also so disappointing. I mean, you want to talk about the most disappointing teams of the year. I'm sure Ottawa probably takes the cake for a lot of people. Facts were, I don't. I always thought that Ottawa was more of a fringe bubble team. Buffalo, I really thought would take the next step forward. And I know the season's not over, so there's time for them to figure this out. But it's just, I know the Bruins don't look inconsistent, but man, Buffalo is inconsistency is their identity. Identity and culture are two name stakes that gets thrown around a lot in sports it gets talked about with the good teams it gets talked about with the bad teams it gets talked about with the dog shit teams it gets talked about with the immortal teams across all four leagues and the thing with the bruins especially losing to buffalo getting away with the victory with the yotes and tonight's game was where this really came full circle for me with the loss of the devils in overtime because the defense played great, and when Ian Mitchell has a decent game, that's when you know the defense played really great. Mason Lorai looks lights out, by the way. Didn't hear his name in much tonight, which is good. Swayman obviously played, did the best he could to win him the game. Couldn't steal it, but he did the best he could. He got us a point. But during the game, we were on the primetime live stream, the primetime preview, with Brett of Only Bruins, of course, Marty the Meat Man. Uh, Ace, too bad Stack was on there at some point. Ian Kennedy was on there. I mean, all the heavy hitters from prime time. But at one point, we kind of made a joke about how Monty switched up the lines a lot, and Geeky took advantage of that opportunity to kind of carve out a place, a very prominent place in the Bruins. And upon taking that in, 
and I took a minute and kind of just looked at what this Bruins team is right now, and it kind of floored me because I'm friends. Uh, my best friend, well, he trains a lot of athletes, does a lot of one-on-one -on -one training, and a lot of fighters. And the thing I love about when, even especially some of the times I do get to, you know, go out, mingle with these folks, talk to them, and sometimes. I mean, they're fighters, that's all they talk about. And they talk about where their mindset's at, where, you know, what inspires them, how they get to that mindset. And the thing about sports that a lot of people don't realize is it is very much a mental game. And you look at this Bruins team, and I can't help but to think this isn't even the best version of this team yet. Because I think this is a team that's still figuring out who they are this year. You know, one of the terms that we threw out before the, the puck dropped was that this is a bridge year. As much as it's a centennial celebration, it's a centennial season, this is very much a, who are we now? We don't have Char, we don't have Krejci, we don't have Bergy. We just blew it in the first round of the greatest season of all time. Who are we? And going back to the fighters, and going back to Cole, one of the, um, one of the people that they all kind of gravitate towards had a lot of inspiration, a lot of respect and admiration for, was David Goggins, who's a Marine who wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me or Can't Break Me. I probably should have Googled that before, but you've probably heard of him. He's a hard motherfucker. And when I was first told about this guy and shown a video, I kind of laughed. I thought, yeah, okay, here we go. Another one of those macho, I fucking did it, so there's no fucking reason why you can't do it kind of guys. But after hearing enough about him and hearing how much respect a lot of people had, I, I got his audiobook, and during one week in the summer, I just listened to it on the way to work. would walk to work, listen to it. And there were definitely moments of the book <laughs> I had to laugh because I'm not as competitive as other people, so I don't really get it. But a lot of the book I kind of got, and I do really like the idea of instead of having calluses on your hand and building up that thick skin, kind of callous your mental state which is massive. And another thing that I noticed with David Goggins is that Marshy likes him. Marshy's posted some of his clips in his stories. Marshy's liked a lot of his posts. And I remember during one of the Behind the Bees, someone mentioned something about him with the Panthers, that October 30th game. And Marshy said, I don't really care. I don't hold grudges. And it was such an under-the-comment quote, but I remember he said it, and I just kind of looked at him and looked at that team and thought, that is so fucking hard. Like, the Panthers came in last year, were down 3-1, to one, came into the building, stole a win, went home, stole a win, came back to Game 7, and ripped your fucking hearts out. And this guy has the audacity to say that he doesn't hate them for it? I don't hold a grudge? Just another game? And as I watched the weeks roll on, especially tonight, some, there might be, I think, Fairweather fans. I forgot what Brett, Brett called them Chicken Little fans or something. But I looked at this Bruins team, and I look at Monty switching the lines, and I think, how blessed do you have to be that we're number one in the division, depending on what time of the day it is, we're number one in the league, and the only teams that really rival us, obviously, are like the Rangers, uh, the Golden Knights, even the Jets to a further extent. I mean, they're rolling right now. They are rolling. 
But the craziest part about it is you have Monty who's still kind of forming this team. He's still putting the pieces together. He's just trying to find the best version of this Boston Bruins team. Which ultimately might be the spark that ignites them and keeps them going. But how scary is that for the rest of the league? How exciting is that to be a fan? To look at this team and say this isn't even the best version of them. Because they don't even necessarily know who they are yet. They don't know what their identity is. Sure, there's a culture there, but who are the Boston Bruins? And I think right now, in these wins and in some of these losses, you're seeing them eliminate who they are not. And they're really trying to focus, get that out of the system. And it's just unbelievable to watch. And it really, like... Because I think a lot of their losses that are coming up here is them dissecting failure rather than dissecting their success. And I think that's where their biggest strength is. Is that you see them really kind of look in, see where they went wrong, and then they fix that in the next game. And one of the things that really gets me, gets my mojo going and watching this team and having this kind of point of view of who they are right now is, as Boosie mentioned, I lived in Toronto. That's like my London joke, right? That's my... Go blue Michigan joke. Woo! Anyways, I'm not going to tell you what musician it is, but they lived in Toronto at the time. And I've known them at this point for about 10 years. And they, I ran into them on the way home, and they invited me out with them and their lads. And we were at a bar that I never went to. Hated, actually. But went because they went, thought, oh, what the hell. Couple Heinies, couple JMOs, couple more Heinies, couple more JMOs. And, you know, last call rolls by, I tell them my tagline that I said all year in 2018. I don't believe in last calls. I believe in the next round. And he says, well, go back to my condo with the, the, with the homies. So, four dudes, three o'clock in the morning, some condo in downtown Toronto. Uh, I'll tell you the PG version. They were having some fun. I was having some bevies. And I even made myself a cup of coffee. Because I don't indulge into certain avenues. But there was a piano in this guy's condo. And I said, oh, you play piano? And he said, oh, kind of. I have this idea, though. Come here. And he sits there and he starts playing this piano part. And I said, okay, that's kind of catchy. And he's like, and I have this melody. And he's sitting there. He's playing the piano part. And he's doing the melody. And I can kind of see him transforming himself into the tune. And then he goes, yeah, I think I got it. And then he walks into his room, pulls out his guitar, starts playing a guitar part, pulls out his computer, records the guitar part on the computer, and then plays it over the piano part already had. And he said, that sounds pretty dope, right? And I said, yeah, that's, that's insane. He's like, wow, okay, I think I'm figuring it out. And then he just disappeared for an hour, came back, and then showed me a demo of the song. He just grinding away at it. He said he was grinding away at it all week. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. But it's getting there. And then a few months later, he releases his record with the band. And I'm listening to it. And eighth track off the record comes on. It's the guitar part. It's the piano part translated to guitar part. And it's the best song off the record. And I thought, you just grind away at it. Just, that's all he did. He didn't give up on it. He just grinded it away. He kept molding it. kept going back. And he figured it out. And he ended up writing one of the best songs I ever wrote. And I look at the Bruins and I think, 
just grinding away. You're molding it out. You're figuring out what this is. Don't know what the Bruins are this year. Neither do they. But I do know that they're working on it day in and day out. I'm very excited to see what they succumb to. I don't know what they're going to add. I don't know what they're going to subtract. But I do know that they're going for it. And they're fucking working at it day in, day out. They're proving it all night. That's really sick. I'm going to shoot back off to the boys. Very excited for the games this weekend. Like I said, we got the Islanders tonight. That's a game I always get up on. That's a very hot team. This should be a very good game. We've got the Rangers tomorrow night. The New York Rangers. Hopefully we put up a touchdown on them with the two extra points converted to the good. Tuesday night, we've got the Minnesota Wild. And then I'll have you a nice little sneak preview with the Winnipeg Jets. And I will be in the building, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening in from Winnipeg, give me a shout. You've been great. I've been Bobby. We've all been talking on you Shooting it back off to the boys, baby. Let's go, bees. And that was Bobby Bruce. I need that as a ringtone ASAP. Yeah. Another, ASAP Rocky. Another phenomenal, <laughs> another phenomenal Bobby's corner. We got to get, I, we messaged him last week about it. We got to get him a Thursday off, get mm-hmm. him on the pod with us, let it rip. Maybe he'll join us what, up Friday night for a little. Yeah. So I was going to say, that's what was, he, his band practice got canceled last night. So he DM'd me separately and he was like, Hey, or no, he Snapchatted me separately with like a filter and he was like, Hey, I got nothing to do tonight. Can I come on the live stream? And I didn't see it for so long. And I was like, What the yeah. fuck? So I snapped him back right away. And I was like, Let's, I was like, I sent the invite. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, I'm fucking bummed I missed that. I'm glad he was able to hop on. Um, yeah. It's best <laughs> with ball. Just he brings a different element to the table, you know, like yeah. especially for the for the uh the po- like the after hours we did too. Like we talked a little football, we talked CFL, we were we were talking Ricky Williams at one point. Like it was hilarious, dude. We 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 went all over the board, and like then you also get like like Bobby's mentioned us before. He's up late, like because of the time difference, he gets to watch those West Coast games. So we talked a little Canucks, we talked a little Jets. Like it, it was awesome to have Bobby on. So I I want to thank him again because we love Bobby. Yeah, love Bob. I'm gonna get him on here though. Fuck a corner. Mm-hmm. We gotta get him on for a whole pod. Yeah, but, uh, long overdue. Potentially the live stream tomorrow night or tonight, as you're listening bright and early Friday morning. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, injuries, injuries, and Zabuzel. Yeah. Let's get to. Let's actually get to Zabuzel first. Okay. Jacob I'll- Zaboral on waivers. Ugh. Brad, I'll let you take this away because I'm a little confused by it. Well, I'm not confused so, by it anymore, but well, I was too. Like I've never seen this before. He's already in the minors. They call I don't even know if they called him up. They just sent him through the waiver wire again because he, and he asked, went unclaimed today. Yeah, he went unclaimed today. And from my understanding, he has gone to the organization. He's an NHL defense. There's worse NHL defensemen. Let's just say that in the NHL playing right now, right? Oh, like I think we could agree on that. He might not fit the Bruins system anymore. Coaching changes, yeah, injuries. 
yeah, like, yeah, I would rather him over 0% Ian Mitchell analytically, but, um, that's a whole nother, that's an hour and a half podcast we can dip into there. But, uh, so (laughs) it sounds like he doesn't want to go to Europe because you could, they could have easily terminated his contract mutually. Doesn't want to go to Europe. He wants to find a opening in the NHL. And from my understanding of it is, it was almost like a bat signal for teams that didn't know he's on the market. You kind of throw him through waivers again. And if he doesn't get claimed, which he didn't, what I was told is it, you would, you shouldn't be surprised to see in the next couple weeks, if a team has an injury or something, then they come knocking on the Bruins door and offer a seventh round pick for 50% retained for salary. Cause the NHL so cap strapped right now that, it, that could be an option of what's going on. Uh, somebody could have claimed him straight up, which we know that they didn't. So they don't want to take on his full cap hit. I'm pretty sure at 50% or close to would be like a $700,000 contract. So um, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's his time in Boston is done. They called up Brown and Witherspoon today. So there's no way that like they could have easily just kept Zaboral up and then sent him through the waiver wire after having a little stint up with the Bruins. But they even chose not to do that. I don't know if there's bad blood in the organization. I don't know if, like, it's a coaching thing. It, it, it he, He's just been skipped on the depth chart, and we've seen it with Lori. Witherspoon's come up, like I said. Uh, they called up Patrick Brown again for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know, man. It's it's really interesting to see. Um, they're clearly he clearly has a zero trade value, and they are not going to be resigning him in the off season. So it's kind of just sit on your hands and wait and see what happens with this one. Yeah, that's what uh, he he went on claim today, and I was like, I, like I think like I, Arizona or Chicago would take a flyer. You yeah, know what people, I mean? It's like yeah, I, that's what's weird. Like I don't maybe know, they. I, Maybe they want a seventh from the Bruins. Maybe I misread the conversation I had with somebody, like 50% and a seventh or sixth with Zaboral. You know what I mean? Just to like get it off the books. Like it's very confusing. It's very I, so I wouldn't be shocked. 1 million. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if this doesn't work out in his favor and he does terminate the contract. Like I wouldn't be shocked. You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm like, anticipating, to be honest. Yeah, like and what he's 26, right? Him and JD are 26 now. He's never played a full NHL season. He's a first overall pick. That pedigree's gone. Or first, not first overall, first round pick. That pedigree's uh-huh. gone. Like that doesn't that doesn't matter at all anymore. Really because I, I know we've said it plenty of times on the pod before, but he was looking like a first round pick before that ACL injury. That's Those 10 sucks. games, man. Those 10 games. He was crushing it with McAvoy. Crushing yeah. it. And it what and it's what could have been right like one point one million opposed to you would have probably traded Grizz right at that point you wouldn't have kept yep. him if Saboral worked out that's not yeah. three three point seven five to the cap you would have been able to work with fuck what could have been baby what could have been yeah it's, well, know, and it's it, 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 it kind of sucks injuries man it's and yeah he was picked two spot or a spot before he was supposed to be you know what I mean like he was. That's where he was supposed to be drafted. He, that wasn't yeah. the reach. Senshin was yeah, the reach. No, JD it, it was the like two-pick reach, I think. Yeah. So it's like, 
I don't know. It's it's really unfortunate. And like I think me and you have always like been Zaboro guys. We've never hated his game. He just didn't show up and perform in camp this year. And it just kind of seems like the writing's on the wall. It kind of feels like the writing was on the wall after he asked for the trade and Don Sweeney wouldn't give it to him. And I'm kind of starting to think like I don't like Don Sweeney doing that. It worked with DeBrusque, but it might not work with everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you could have yeah. traded Zaboro for a third before, we I would have been okay with that. No, I I agree there. And I don't know, man. I, it, that's what's been so frustrating about his game. He's just fuck, dude. He's 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 never he's never taken that next step. Like the potential was there. The potential was always there, right? Like and yeah. It just all the tools in the toolbox just couldn't put them together type things. No, he was Shabbat's partner in juniors and tore it up. Well, that's why we drafted him. Yeah. yeah. It sucks too because obviously you you've seen a lot on Twitter, of course, of people bringing up the 2015 draft. Oh god. And it's just like like come on, like get over it, dude. We're it's fucking we're about we're about to be in 2024. Like fucking yeah, move almost on, 10 dude. years, almost 10 years, like, dude. So and people fucking hanging on to that. Do people forget that there's at this point was there been eight or nine more drafts since then? Like, yeah. Just, and and yeah. do they forget that, that we have Lysel? Do they for, forget that we have Patra? I was about to, was Merc was Merkulov? I was just, you, you know who drafting? I was going to say? Uh, Merkulov. No, he was a free agent signing. But you know who I was going to say is. You were never supposed to pick Charlie McAvoy. That pick was switched on the fucking floor 10 minutes before. The story's been told by Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts, how the Bruins were not going to take McAvoy. He not fell, but people thought he was going to get taken a bit higher, and the Bruins pivoted and took um, Charlie McAvoy. But I just want to read something out real quick because this is what people forget, okay? Uh, Let's go to – we're going to go to 2014 first. You took David Pasternak. First round of 2014. You took Ryan and Otto. Also, 2014, that was before Sweeney. Yeah, no, I'm just going back. I'm going back one year, and and I'm going to do 2014, 2015, 2016. Because they they grabbed my eye the most out of the, like, it it just so happened three drafts in a row, right? So you got David Pasternak in 2014, Ryan Donato, Danton Heinen in 2014, Anders Bjork, who got you Taylor Hall, and Emil Johnson. I have no idea who the fuck he is. It doesn't even seem like he's ever played professional hockey after that. 2015, the famous draft. You went Zaboral, DeBrusque, Seneshin, Wait. In the second round, you took Brandon Carlo, who's fucking worked out pretty good. You took Forsbacka Carlson, who, you know, was supposed to um, pan out, but um unfortunately he had family issues that took him back overseas um i believe somebody in his family died i don't know who it was but you know it, it kind of you know shit like that happens then after that you took jeremy lazon who you know was a servable serviceable defenseman and still is for the nashville predators you took daniel vladar who you traded for a third round pick and you took cameron hughes who's still in our organization i believe the draft after that, 2016, you took Charlie McAvoy, your 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 uh, fucking horse right now on the back end. You took <coughs> Trent Frederick right after that, right? And then you took Ryan Lindgren in the second round, who you traded for Rick Nash, who's playing top four minutes for 
the New Jersey or uh, the New York Rangers right now. Guess who you took in the sixth round of that fucking draft? Oscar Steen playing fourth hey, line no. minutes on the Bruins right now. Like then the draft after that fourth round, you took Jeremy Swayman. You took Vakanainen in the first round, who got you Lindholm. Like in the third round of the year after that, you took Lauko. Uh, then you got John Beecher the year after that first round. Uh, and man, uh, oh, and, uh, the year after that, you took Lorai and Kuntar. Uh, the year after that, you took Lysel, Svedback, Jelovic. And then you got Pacha the year after that. So shut the fuck up with this draft and shit. Half, half of the dra- p- drafted players are on the roster or doing really good oh, in the Bruins mm-hmm. system. And yeah. So it's like, I'm so sick of this 2015 yeah. shit. So yeah, fuck. you 2015ers, shut the fuck up. Yeah, so right then, (laughs) right there, baby, we're fucking laughing. And then you look at the, you you got these Pelosi, like this past year, you got Pelosi and Hendricks. I saw they're tearing it up at the under 18. Also, at at the um, same time, international tournament. Like, are the Bruins, are Bruins fans just spoiled with fucking stealing Pasternak in the 2014 draft? I know. Oh, he was never supposed to go that low. You... And even like when you got Lysel too, he wasn't supposed to go that low either. Like People it, think, yeah, he, he dropped been a top ten pick. problems. Um, yeah, but no, like when when you're constantly making playoff runs, when you're constantly like you were in the Stanley Cup in 2019, right? You were you're one yeah. of the best teams last year, so like obviously you go all in for it. So how do you expect the Bruins to be able to draft that well uh, every year, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you got to cut Sweeney some slack because, sure, the drafting could be a little bit better some years, absolutely. But what he's been able to sign players to deals for and the trades that he's made is like, it's kind of like um, with, I, I, I guess, uh, if you want to look at it as like a baseball perspective, when the Red Sox brought in Dave Dombrowski, they knew he was the kind of guy to blow up the farm to win World Series, and he got the Red Sox a World Series. He blew up the farm. He he literally destroyed our farm system, and he got us a World Series, though. He essentially got mm-hmm. fired. Then they bring in a guy that's supposed to, like, well, yeah. They, um, well, did, they won more than one under him, right? Two, right? I, at least one. It could have been. Wasn't it two. 13 and 18? Or is that the guy before 13? Did they win in 13? I, I went to fucking Fenway. I should know this. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you were just there, dude. I, it, fuck, <laughs> man. But, but to piggyback what you were saying, I saw Dom LeSigian did like a... He's that analytic guy for the athletic. He did a... Who's been the like who, the, the team that's drafted the ba- best in the ta- past 10 years? Guess what team it was? Your Boston fucking Bruins. So I'm so sick of this narrative. Just be it's because Don Sweeney takes swing on projects. Trent Frederick, project. Uh cool. So I fucking Oscar Steen, project. Uh Lysel, project. Uh Lori, project. A lot Carlo, project. A lot of these players have fucking panned out. So I'm so like, you're not going to hit a Charlie McAvoy or fucking David Pasternak every year. Like, teams don't do that. Like, you even have the Rangers drafting first and second back to back years, and they're still trying to get Lafreniere and Kako going. You know what I mean? Lafreniere is starting to pop off, though. But yeah, this year. He had last night. Oh, dude, yeah. 
No, that was the uh, L.A. Lafreniere. There's uh, two. The... Oh, shit. That one he right, shot yeah. it off. I know. Um, I, did, I did the same thing. 20, was... 2013 Red Sox was actually Ben Sherrington. It okay. was not. Um... So 18 was what's his face? 18, I forget yeah. his name. Yeah. So, okay. but, yeah. Um... I was right on the years. Fucking kudo to me, man. <laughs> hey, at least <laughs> the years they won it. Yeah. I know my shit. I know my shit. I'm a Bostonian at heart. Ugh. But yeah, so to wrap a bow on this, shut the fuck up about the 2015 draft. You, It's a crap shoot. It, after, like, what would you say, the top five picks? It's a crap shoot. Yeah, like... You and even the top fives don't people. pan out. Like, I, I get why 2015 can be frustrating with how deep that draft was, but you do not see many drafts like that anymore right i mean mm-hmm. I, I it's still like pretty early on but i, I don't know this bedard one is supposed to be similar to it but like you know what i mean like the 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 draft that they talk about before the 2015 draft is the bergeron draft and that was what 12 years before that you know what i mean like yeah. you don't get deep drafts every year it just doesn't if, happen if you ask the Bruins front office at the time if they expected bergeron to turn out to be the Bergeron that he was, and they say, "Yeah, they're fucking liars." Like, come Dude, on, like I, I hand up. I hated the Potra pick. He was a second round pick. It's panned out. It was a project. What do you know? He's succeeded. Like, I'm just, yeah. I this is where I love and hate the Bruins fan base. You know what I mean? I made a tweet about it the other day about like I was like. Like, you take Boquist on the road over Merkulov. Like, if you're playing fucking Arizona and the Ducks and uh, let's throw a decent team in there, Minnesota at home, back-to-back-to-back, yeah, you bring up Merkulov or Lysel and you see what the kids can do because you're at home and you get last change and you can fucking shelter these kids. If I'm going on the road, I'm taking a guy like Boquist who I can put in the lineup and I know is an ev- like he should be an everyday NHLer on another team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I. Uh, That's why I love I this fan base. We get mad over thirteenth forwards. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. No, I, unless that thirteenth forward's fucking Patrick Brown, but yeah. Yeah, that one's warranted. Or or fucking um the seventh D in Mitchell. I just I I I don't know how you don't give someone else in Providence a look at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know, but. I know that that's the thing. You want to see some fucking young blood, man. I get it. We've and, and it's funny just saying that too because we've seen plenty of young blood this uh, season. With um, but it's worked. With, it, no, it's it, it it has worked. Uh, but it it, it obviously it, it hits a wall at some point, right? So you gotta mm-hmm. hope that um, you gotta hope that they maybe after the holiday, seeing some family, getting some rest, that they come back rejuvenated and get a little bit of a spark again. But um, mm. yeah, because the injuries are piling on, and this is one thing you didn't really deal with last year. Once everyone came back from their offseason surgeries, you didn't really deal with injuries last year. And mm. you, a lot of Bruins fans, it seems like they tend to forget that. Because I mean, you, we've talked about. I think we bring it up almost every episode is how Zaboro played. Fucking like he played as fuck. many games as Allmark lost. Yeah, that's a, a true fact. I'm not making that up. <laughs> like that's just fucking bananas, man. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it is what it is, but I'm yeah. hoping that well, 
I'm hoping that that IR move with Zaka and McAvoy was just to make space for for Friday's game, um, and then hopefully they're back. Practice players. Almost, we're coming. Yeah, we're we're coming up on a week ago. I'm hoping that they're kind of just resting them for the Rangers at home Saturday night because that is a big game. They big did game. embarrass you last time you played them. So I would have sent maybe, them home. Did Zaka and McAvoy even go on the trip? I, I would have sent them home by now. Yeah. But, but I, well, that's where you start to get a little bit worried is Saturday, McAvoy, after Saturday's game, McAvoy was day-to-day. We're coming mm-hmm. up on a week. I, I don't know what you – Same with Zaka. He was, he was day-to-day right? like, too. Oh, no, he got – McAvoy got hurt thir- the Thursday, Thursday game, right? a week ago today. Zaka was the one. Yeah, so – okay, so it's been a week. So he's been considered day-to-day for a week now, right? And so when you – saw day to day and they didn't fully rule rule him out for that Saturday. It's like, all right, so it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Then we come up on Wednesday night against the New Jersey Devils, another big game, right? Because they're a team that's trying to get hot. We're a team that's trying to get back on our winning ways. And it's not like we're too far off it, right? Like it's 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 really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh Bruins fans you're just, not playing below five hundred hockey. You're playing like, you're playing the, above five hundred hockey. Thing is to, was since since Monty has come in, he kind of did himself no good here by winning every fucking game, basically. <laughs> but like his winning percentage know. is absurd. It's the greatest of yeah. any coach of all time. Like when you win 107 <laughs> games in an 82 game season, like yeah, that, that yeah. is absurd, and it doesn't help you out. So Bruins fans just naturally expect to win every fucking game. You knew, like this is kind of what I expected out of the team even last year with Bergeron and Krejci mm-hmm. on the team, uh, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man. I talked like, about it with Marty last night. Last last year was the closest thing we'll see to an NHL super team. Like, and we oh, didn't yeah. even know it. You know, like we had Taylor Hall and on our third even, line. It's not even like we had a McDavid or anything. We we no. just had the perfect pieces. Yeah, and to be honest, we are paying it this year cap wise because that money rolled over from Krejci and Bergeron, and you know it was worth it. I wouldn't change it for the world, but. You know, this is how the business goes. But before we get off injuries, one guy I do want to talk about, because I mentioned it to you, or not mentioned it to you, we watched the behind the B in your fucking house. And Monty said that Forbert's been playing on one leg. Remember? He was like, oh, "Oh, Forby, great game tonight. He's been playing on one leg. And I was just like, hmm, that was weird. And then Wait, did that LTIR move happen after we recorded last week? Uh, No, right before. Four, I think it oh, was God, right after remember. the last. Yeah, he's coming up on it soon. But this is what I was going to ask you. Do you think they keep him on LTIR until they need him? Like in a crew, like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you do you even rush him back at this point? Like, because he's clearly been injured for a fucking year or like since last, like since he got injured at the end of last season because he came into camp with a lingering injury, Monty said. And then apparently he's been playing on one leg or Monty let that slip on behind the B. So, and it's just like, I was talking to Ace about it. I was like, would you be shocked to see them hold Forbert out to the playoffs? I don't know if I would be. Or at least till the trade deadline where you can make no, moves uh, to make no. app space work. I, I can see through the holidays, at least. I mean, yeah. you kind of have to anyways, but... Um, yeah, yeah, he has to stay off for a certain amount of days. I forget how much it is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I can, I can see that, but I don't know, man. I, 
because right now we have like I don't know exactly what it is, but with him on LTIR, Dangus's fucking million dollars that just gets rolled over for whatever reason. And oh, so oh, okay, real quick. Huh. Patrick Brown was a call up, but Witherspoon was an emergency loan. That's odd. Dude, 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 16 of the 32 teams are on LTIR right now. Jesus. Burgess fans have to also like remember, like, things could be much worse. Like, Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Penguins just went a whole month without a power play goal. They have yeah. one of the best defensemen or offensive defensemen in the game. They have one of the best players in the game. It's Denny Crosby. They got Malkin. They have Gensel. They have Chris Letang, and they have um, Eric Carlson back there. They have a healthy Jari. Mm-hmm. What is going on there? They can't even fucking pull a win out of their ass right now. I mean, they're battling at 500, basically. Things aren't looking good over there. I mean, you can say age could possibly be getting to them, but Crosby's still playing top-tier hockey. Malkin's still playing very good hockey. Chris Letang, Eric Carlson, they look very good. Gensel, he looks fine. Like, Mm -hmm. the Bruins fans have to wonder, like, remember, like, it can be much worse. And we went into this season kind like, not really knowing what to fully expect, right? Like, we we didn't know what to expect out of this team. Like we, mm-hmm. we didn't expect this. We, you and me thought they were playoff teams. We didn't think they were wild card teams. A lot of people had them as a wild card team. You and me had them as two or two or three. So it's like that. What, what, like what, what the Panthers showed you last, last season, just get into the playoffs. Don't worry about yeah. home ice or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, man. Like pe- people need to take a, uh, take a breather. Yeah, because I mean, it, I remember what was it? Lot or even two two episodes ago, the head of the the title of our our of our episode that week two weeks ago. Time to panic? Nah, like it's yeah, it's not time to hit the panic button. If everyone starts to get injured, if thing or even with a fully healthy team, um, then and you and you look like shit, and your goaltending isn't good. Especially if your goaltending is not good, then okay, it's it's time to hit the fucking panic button. But no, you're still getting a strong goaltending. You're in games for the most part. Like, yeah, we might not get the ugliest win, or they might be some ugly wins, or they might be some ugly losses. They might not be the sexiest games, but we get it done. We're still in first place. Like, fucking relax. And that's the thing too. So like with Forbert on LTIR. And a healthy Zaka and Pat, uh, Zaka and McAvoy, you have two point eight million dollars in cap space. So it's like the Bruins are okay right now on that front. Yes, you want you do want to see Forbert get back. Like as much as I harp on him, like it'd be nice to have a staple on that bottom pairing. Like our defense are kind of in shambles right now. But I just I don't know. I just I think people just need to we're. I, I said this to on this live stream a couple times last night. We're in first place, not only in the Atlantic, but in the East again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we're in first place. Like, everyone needs to relax. You're going to lose some games this year, and they're going to be not pretty ones, too. 
Yeah, exactly. And I just want it would just be nice if this fan base could just take a deep, long breath for a little bit. I mean, I know I jokingly put a tweet out from the OB account today when I saw Patrick Brown called back up saying I hate it here, but it's it's all jokes. I do, I do hate it here. I do want to kill myself. But, no. I don't know, man. Well, it's just like, I don't know why the fuck he keeps getting the call up, but whatever. But again, this um, is why you got to love the fan base, though. Their passion. A little too yeah. passionate. It's passionate sometimes, but. To be honest, Laura, I had a really good game last night. I thought. Yeah, I, 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 I like this game. I saw his analytics. He, he was really good. Looked yeah, strong I, on the puck, strong on his yeah. stick. Didn't notice him much, which is really good. Um, so far, this didn't back up has been a little dude, bit better. That fucking Grizzly Mitchell pairing was so bad, though. Holy I shit. How, yeah, I don't know how. Holy fuck, fuck man. <laughs> I get it. You don't want to put Lori with Mitchell. Uh, I'm trying to think. Still, like, Mitchell should be in the top like, four. Yeah. <laughs> Should at least put like Lynn home with him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or even like get real crazy and go Carlo, Lori, Shattenkirk. I I just then you're stuck with me. I guess you're stuck with Mitchell and Grizzly. I don't know, man. Like, there's no no winning. Like, no, like, there's no the only combination you're right is putting Mitchell and Lynn home together and then Carlo and Grizzly. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Grizzly and Carlo don't really work together well anymore for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and that sucks because I did like them together. I thought they were very good and consistent together. Um well, I think I think McAvoy uh like puts the fire out on Grizzlick's mistakes, if that makes sense. And that's why he's with McAvoy, because they play together in college and fucking you know, you don't notice Grizzlick as much when he's playing with McAvoy. Um and Lindholm and Carlo is just such a good shutdown pairing, man. Like fuck, I love that pairing. Yeah, no, it it, it is a lot of fun to watch those guys together too. Oh, mm. uh, what was I gonna say? I had something else to add. Fuck, I forget. Is there anything else that we missed on? I'm trying to think. No, I, th- I think we got most of it. Like, happy to see Sway back playing good again. Not that he wasn't playing good, just you know, after his sickness. Um, good to see Geeky take that step after his injury. JVR is yep. being steady, Eddie. Pacha looks like himself again. DeBrus got to just put the puck in the net and everyone will be okay. Einan, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, just you know, honorable mentions as I'm looking at the roster right now. I'm just hoping this could get really fucky if this Zaka injury or McAvoy injury is long term. This could get real <laughs> fucky. Yeah. Uh, you haven't really heard anything on um on fucking god fucking damn it, what's his fucking name? Zaka. Zaka, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't th- I don't think so, at least. Like I don't know. Just dated, I, I, they I, said they need to see the MRIs, which is I don't ever love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, definitely not. It's I mean it's <laughs> been some time now too so it's like almost it'll be a week saturday right i'm pretty Uh, sure yeah yeah yeah, a week saturday yeah so i don't know i don't know i am imagining at least for mcavoy that you do not see him friday which is kind of obvious with the recent Mm call-ups 
Um, and you can't because you're coming off a back to back Saturday, and that's a big game Saturday night at home against the Rags. So, yeah, because you're going New York, Boston, right? Or like Islanders, and then back home. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. A little bit of a late start Friday night, seven thirty, but it's a it's no, like I'm pretty sure. Wait, did you say Friday night seven thirty? Yeah, yeah. And then the is the turnaround seven. Yeah. At yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll is see. right, baby. But yeah, I. I don't it's know, crazy man. right now. Our, yeah. But you anticipate, right? Like, I'd rather have it crazy now than in March and April. Oh yeah. So. Six million. Seven. You're paying nine million for all four of your centers right now. If you include Geeky in the centers, (laughs) isn't that crazy? (laughs) Nine million. (laughs) And McDavid's getting what eleven? Like in yeah, like in your (laughs) roster. Like I'm not including Zach, obviously, right? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Nine million. That's what I was doing the math in my head. Holy shit, that is fucking wild. Even our defensive core, like, is only a twenty million, fifteen million whole defensive core, right now. Yeah. Goddamn scumbag Pasternak overpaid. I'm just kidding. Yeah. What a, <laughs> what a what piece a of shit. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Take all the money. No, but no. Honestly, I'm I'm happy with where his contract ended up too. Oh, he's a thirteen. I, I, I was going back and forth with these. There's this new analytic people. I don't, I don't know the name of their company. Unfortunately, it's Bench something, and they like work out the analytics to how much their contract, sh- or what their what, what type of contract they're actually playing at right now. And Pasternak's playing at a fourteen point seven five million dollar rate right now. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? Because I thought when I first read their like little graph thing, I was like, oh, isn't it crazy? Pasternak's playing 13.5 and they came in my comments. They're like, no, he's playing at 14.75. Because I said, I was like, that's some rock star shit. And they were like, no, it's 14.75. That's rock star shit. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is fucking bananas. Yeah. $15 million player on our roster. Gotta love it, baby. What are, I mean, he's obviously leading the uh, Bruins in points by a mile, but oh yeah, what is he at he's right tied, now? Tied him fourth in the like, league for goals. I think sixteen goals, twenty three assists, thirty nine points. And it's, people it's, can say, "Oh, power play goals, power play goals." Only four of them are on the power play, so he's got. 12. I know power play sucks. You can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I mean the next closest is Marshy with twenty five, so he's fourteen points off. Yeah, I one thing if I, I don't know, I I know he gets a lot of PK time, but Marshy, man, I I don't look too much into it, but he's one of the few guys on this team that is dash one in the minuses. Yeah, that's so odd. That I, if you asked me right now, okay, if oh well, it gets it gets bad the further you go down, but. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It gets it on. gets real. It gets real dicey. Well, those guys, you kind of figure. Okay, if between, but with our forward, I already gave it away to you. But with our forwards, if you had to guess, like who would surprise you? Because there are some forwards pretty far down there. I mean, you got Lauko at minus five, 
five yeah. under. I mean, that's a guy speaking. I mean, I know Oscar Steen only has one goal in one point in 14 games, but I've liked his game so far better than Lauku's. But I know Lauku had a scary injury. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like to see him kind of get back to his old game and be a little bit more consistent. But looking at this, Marshy minus one dash one right for the, so on the season. you know who's a dash four on the season jake debrusque charlie fucking mcavoy wow yeah so that you know what that dash you four. know what you know uh, yo okay so this is the thing you Brusque said PK, plus six debrusque is plus six suck it yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but, uh, PK, but our pk is fucking disgusting no, but that's what I was just going to say. Plus minus isn't for power play and PK. It's only even strength. Oh, shit, so those are even right. strength goals. Wow. Which I always is forget odd about that. You would think that McAvoy's not been on the ice for that. Maybe. The, what's Lori at? This might Laura tell the like, tale. Lori was like minus five. Yeah, there you go. That's where the uh, McAvoy dashes come from, I bet you. I bet you that's where uh, yeah, the McAvoy dashes right. come from. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit. I mean, mm-hmm. and then plus five. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> yeah. I hate my life. <laughs> I mean, he's also only averaging like nine. Oh, no. What was it? Where is he? Well, I would. But check Forbert. Check Forbert. That's what this goes to, right? Check Forbert. I bet she's plus 10 or 12. Nine. Plus nine. Boom. See, you got to go with pairs, right? So, what are Lindholm and Carlo? I'm just curious now. I want to play this game. Lindholm is plus six. Carlo is plus twelve. He actually leads the Bruins Holy to no one's surprise. No one's fucking scoring when Carlo's out there, baby. No, man. I love yeah. that. I just I wanted to play that game real quick because I bet you Grizzlick's a dash too. Because that's where McAvoy's getting his dashes from is Lori Grizzlick. Grizzlick, Grizzly, Grizzly, where you at, honey? Um, Dash 20. Where the fuck is his goddamn name? I think he only has like two points. So probably at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got zero. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I was too scrolled over. He's dash one. He's got one goal. Okay. Wow. You would like to see a few more points out of a guy like him. But yeah, it is what a baby. He can walk after this year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think that just about wraps it up for this episode. We're coming up on an hour and a half recording. You guys, I mean, I forget how long Bobby's corner was, but um yeah. and is there anything we missed on? No. 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 I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I don't. I think so. Um, I think we it's nice the- to see Monty actually coach. Other than the line swapping thing, he does way too much, in my opinion. It's nice to see him actually coach this year. That's, That's really like, to- yeah. I, 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 I. One thing I don't like is him not letting Potra play some tough minutes for learning experience. I get it. We're here to win fucking games, but but against Arizona, think, yeah. Like in your up one or two, like. Like, just let the kid play, man. Like, I I think that's that's when you can, because it's not like he's a liability defensively. Yes, he he's had some bad shifts and he's been um he's had some brutal turnovers, whatever. But he's not like a liability defensively. I would like to see him finish out a game. Like, I know I I obviously didn't see any of the game or the second half of the game. Um, I I saw that him 
Lori and someone else were out on the ice at the same time for overtime. Coil. Um, Coil. Uh, so they Crazy. put him with one of the most responsible guys with the. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just. That's. I, you know what I think it is, dude? Unless they're trying to protect him a little too much. You know what I think it is? I think Monty didn't coach enough last year, and now he's overcorrecting, and he's got to find this happy medium. That's you know thing. what I mean? Like, I, I feel like he just overthinks way too much, and instead of letting things mm-hmm. be, like I, I feel he's like a great he coach. Fun. Yeah, just let it I fly. It and it all goes back to that playoff series. Like I think he just mm-hmm. overthinks things, and I think he got out coach. Yeah, he oh one hundred percent. Paul Maurice is a Paul Maurice killer. is a good coach, dude. Yeah, say what you want, but I I think he's a good coach. Uh, he he definitely is able to grab the locker room and get their attention, though. But he's a motivator. Yeah, and like I, he, I that, even though we were on the other, even though we were on the other side of it, a couple of those speeches that were leaked that like he had before. Uh, game six and seven against us, I was like, I would run through a fucking wall. If this guy said this to me and I was in the locker room, Paul Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I hated being on the other side of it, but I was like, fuck, man, this guy knows how to get the fellas going. Yeah, no, <laughs> he definitely does. One hundred percent does, but seems like wow. he probably has a couple wobbly pops with them after the games and shit, you know? He seems like a real guy's guy. Paul Maurice. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He's taking them to the strip club. Beers on the plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Fuck, sorry, I was trying to find something here. No, but I, I think that's it. I just that yeah. that came to my mind last second because I just think M- money needs to find his happy medium right now. And we got time. We got time. Yeah, no, plenty of time. Better now than later on, or fucking in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, March seventh. I'm good. Yeah, Let's not yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah, no, I think that just about wraps it up for episode 62. Oscar Steen. Hey, shout out Steen. One goal Steen. Dude, you know what's crazy? Last night, the Somethings Bruins boys recorded their 70th episode, and Boquist was like supposed to play in New Jersey, and he wears number 70. I was like, that's kind of a crazy fucking... Yeah, I was like, that's a crazy coincidence. Steen get fucking health bomb tonight against the uh, Islanders. I don't know, man, but I think Lauko does, to be honest. I think he deserves it more than uh, Steiner. I, I would like to see both, man, Steiner, that's for sure. Boquist, Beecher, and fucking Steen could be a fun line. That's a yeah, fast I, line. Yeah, I, I would like to see both Boquist get out there a little bit and uh, see what he can do. Maybe showcase him a little bit. You don't know, but you got a tough matchup tonight against the uh, New York islanders they've they've caught hot as a late i i it's gonna be a very boring game we're playing it's gonna be a very boring game but that is why you have us over here at primetime Mm -hmm. only bruins we are going to be doing a live stream seven o'clock all game long you're gonna have pre game sorry i was trying to think on the spot there you're gonna have pre game we're gonna be streaming during the game you're gonna have post game I am going to delete 97 beers. Maybe so. we get Bobo on for some after hours and get crazy oh, again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I take the tarps off. Who the fuck knows? Maybe <laughs> I do butt naked. If Johnny Beecher gets a hat trick tomorrow night, I will do it. I'll be butt naked the rest of the episode. Beach season, <laughs> baby. 
New yeah, Year's yeah. season. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you've made it this far along the episode and you got nothing to do Friday night, it's a holiday season, baby. It's cold out there. You want to stay inside? Join the boys, man. Join Get your keg nog. Get your keg yeah, nog. Right. Let's get horny. Let's get bricked up and let's have some fun. Let's cheer on the Bruins together. Come join us. Let's get all jacked up because we know you guys are going to need some excitement for this boring ass game that we have ahead of us Friday night. And we are here to entertain you. Are you not entertained? Fucking rights, boys. We are going to be electric. You guys are in for a treat. So please feel free um, and, and join us. It's going to be from the primetime account, not the, uh, not the, um, the only Bruins, uh, whatever it's fucking called, YouTube account. It's going to be from the mm-hmm. primetime account. If you're oh. on Twitter, be on the lookout for that. But you'll find us. What's our YouTube handle again? Primetime Productions. Because there's a few out there. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. Um, sure and one thing, one thing I do want to say for people. Yeah, it's the same as our Twitter handle at Primetime Prods. Good on okay. Melly for doing that. Okay. At a boy. Good on Melly, eh? It's all the same Fucking handle. Hell. You don't even have what to is- find. And one thing I was gonna say, because uh, some people were DMing me, I can't comment. I can't comment. Twitter sucks. X sucks. I don't know why they do this, but you can't comment or see the comments on X. Um, so if you do want to comment and fucking yell at us or tell us we're fucking idiots, make sure you hop over to the YouTube. And we would love some subscriptions too, because if you're if you like more than just hockey, there's gonna be football coming out, baseball when the season's back. Who knows, right? These live streams are going to be pumping out. So if you do want to call us idiots, make sure you head over to YouTube. Fucking rights, baby. Come chirp us. Come have some fun. Let's get horny. You know it all. We'll fucking, I'll play some Creed. I'll play some Nickelback for you guys. You say it, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate everyone for still being here. I appreciate everyone who uh, hopped on. Uh, and got to hang out with Brett and the others uh, Wednesday night um, on the live stream. It's going to be a lot more of those. We're we're gonna. Have, I mean, if if you're a fan of all sports too, we got a football live stream. Not not with us, but with other people. Part of prime time, uh, football, NBA, like gambling it, stuff coming up. Gambling. I mean, we're even going to do like our own frozen frenzy in a sense, where our yeah. boy Chris. Kind of run the show with that on the live stream. So if you want to, yeah. Chris yeah. Buchagross Davis. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> change your handle after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, be on be, be on the lookout for that. So if if you join us tomorrow, if you join us tonight, um, for the live stream, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you're ready for uh, anyone to. Because we'll, we'll, me and Brett will be on, on other streams too, not just hockey. Uh, we're football guys, we're basketball guys, we're baseball guys. We're, we, we do it all, man. Um, so make sure to hit that subscribe button, baby, and uh, come hang out with everyone. But looking forward to tonight. And uh, I'm already horny. You keep saying yeah. tonight, and it's tomorrow for us. I and know, I'm already I know. horny. <laughs> I know. That's just like shit like um, now i gotta go through another day (laughs) yeah yeah. uh well tomorrow's friday it should be uh should go fingers crossed knock on wood a little bit quick but ladies and gentlemen that'll wrap it up for the oscar steam edition what up what up um we love you guys we appreciate you guys 
until next time, stay cool. Peace. Go Bruins, bitch. Jealousy,